It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I am your host, Vanessa Grace. You know, today's topic is going to be really enlightening for many of you. We're going to talk about underhelping others to help yourself into happiness. And that might sound a little strange, but so many people have a hard time determining when they should be helping somebody or when they should let that person take care of it themselves. And they don't know which way to go. And so I thought, you know what? I have so many people pleasers and over helpers that are listening to my podcast. I really need to do a topic on this. So just right at the crux of everything, um, you should be asking yourself, whose responsibility is this anyway? Whose responsibility is it to take care of whatever the thing is? So first of all, I think a bunch of this relates to our emotions and how we feel. And when someone has discomfort around us that we love, we just, um, people who are sensitive and can even just read emotions on another person's face can get so uncomfortable at any negative emotion happening and they just want it to stop. So they'll reach out to do something for that other person to, um, soothe their discomfort, which is a really loving human trait. I mean, it's a really gorgeous thing to see people helping each other um, in the world and making it less awful of a place and a more vibrant place, right? That's beautiful. The problem comes when you don't know if you should be helping, if you should be stepping in and doing something, or is this moment a lesson for this person? Is this moment um, an experience that they're going to have that's going to help them um, embed better choices into their lives? And that, that, so that's one way that emotions um, kind of derail us into helping too often or not really knowing. And the other thing is that we maybe don't understand our own emotions and the power that they have over us. So if we're not recognizing our own emotions and kind of shoving them down, we might not recognize that that's the reason that we're helping is because we want to stop their emotion from reflecting in us. We can't stand to see their emotion reflected in us. And if we don't recognize our own emotions, how in the world are we going to be able to tell when we are reflecting somebody else's emotion and feeling that? Let's talk for a moment about what kind of situations are really common that I've heard multiple times that people over help in. Most commonly, they're just everyday life situations. Um, A loved one needs to complete just like a life task and they are not moving as quickly as you believe that they should. Maybe there's a person, uh, maybe there's a person in your life who's really been dragging their feet 
on growing up and maturing and just kind of being a responsible adult and doing a bunch of the adult things that they need. And so this person can create kind of a birth around them. Um, uh, in an earlier podcast, I kind of called them the person who does not see their own light um, in one of my earliest podcasts on codependency. They can create this birth around them where um, they have attracted to them a group of helpers who will do the things for them because the the person can't seem to get it together. And so you were like, well, if they had it a little bit easier, maybe they would be able to handle um, getting the other things taken care of. So I will take this one thing off of their list and then they can take care of the rest of it. Um, the problem for the person who can't see their own light, who's really not maturing in the way that they should be, is that they fully expect everybody else to do it for them. And they potentially believe that they can't do it or don't know how to do it. And so there's a lack of self-belief. When people keep doing it for them, they're not learning their lesson. They have to ha experience their own hardship to be able to move forward. And so someone could help them with things like getting, um, getting chores done. Someone could help them with getting medical appointments taken care of. Someone could be helping them with getting transportation organized to get to places that they need to be at. Um, in other situations with someone's children who are old enough to be doing their own homework and be experiencing their own consequences of not doing their homework. I've seen it repeated where a parent is literally doing the homework for the kid. Now the kid might be there. Um, but when I say kid, I really mean teenager in the scenarios I'm thinking of because I work with teenagers in my therapy practice where, um, I, I would find out later that, this person's much of their childhood and um, teenage years, the parent had just been doing the homework to prevent failure so that the child didn't have to experience the failure of not completing something, which doesn't help them learn the consequences of not completing it and doesn't help them learn the consequences um, of just the emotional struggle of that. And gosh, that felt really uncomfortable. I don't want to experience that again. So next time I'm going to try and do better. Um, and because those kids don't experience all of the emotions related to homework and the natural life consequences that happen in the educational system, there's all sorts of experiences that they haven't had in adulthood when they get there. And this is a disservice to them, even though in the moment, there is a lot of um, heartache maybe on the part of the person who's helping them with the homework. I'm figure quoting helping because they're really doing it for them. Other ways that a person could be over helping is to make decisions for somebody. So, oh, they don't know what they want uh, in this moment, in this conversation. And so I'm going to make the choice for them. Maybe I'm feeling impatient and can't wait for them to decide. Um, maybe a decision won't ever get made if they don't decide what they like. 
And so I'm going to decide for them and then we're just going to be able to move along. So making decisions for someone is another way of um, over helping and stepping in. A more subtle and almost um, secret way that we totally miss that we're overhelping others is in a conversation, someone may be only giving partial information um, and not on purpose. I mean, this isn't, this usually isn't done um, with awareness on the, on the part of the other person, but they're not giving all the information. And so an overhelper could step in and say, oh, do you mean this? And do all of the mental work in their own mind to fill in the blanks for the other person so that the other person doesn't have to articulate what they're trying to convey. Or asking them, oh, is, is this how you're feeling? Um, and to give them, give, give the other person the chance to not have to figure out their emotion because someone just handed them the label and now they can go, oh, yep, yeah, that's how I was feeling. And in this way, you're doing the work in the conversation. In conversations, the other person is supposed to deliver their message. And then your responsibility in, in that conversation is to receive what they gave you and to understand it and clarify that you understood it. It's not your job to articulate it for them and dig around in the weeds and do all this really sweaty mental work to figure out what they meant. It's their job to share what they meant. And so often over helpers will do this in a conversation. Oh, did you mean this? Oh, filling in the blank here, whatever it is. I mean, I've even seen examples of people doing this at work with supervisors or with other coworkers that they're on projects with. Um, however, when you step back and accept silence in conversation and just wait, it gets uncomfortable and the other person has to choose that they are going to finish what they didn't want to say, or they're going to have to finish what they don't know how to say and admit that they maybe don't know how to say it. And that's their responsibility to take charge of even admitting that they don't know how to say what they want to say. And then it's empowering for them to be the one that asks for help. When they ask for help, they can say, okay, I need help in this. And I, um, don't know what my emotion is, or I don't quite know what I'm trying to say here. And when they ask for help, you can maybe give it, but maybe say, you know what? I, I can't help you figure that out. And it depends on if it's literally their job and their job description and not part of your job, or, um, if it's another adult that that should be their responsibility and not yours. However, if it's a child, it is your job you know, I'm assuming this is a parent-child situation. If it's a child that is in your charge or 
you are the parent. It is your job to help them understand the possibility of emotions. And it is your job to help them um, be able to make sense of the tangle of their emotions. You don't have to do it for them. You can do it alongside them. Um, and so this is kind of this hidden way that overhelpers step in and save people from themselves. So why is it that overhelpers and people pleasers step in and do all of this extra work for others anyway, whether it's filling out forms, saving them in uncomfortable conversations, or setting up job interviews. Why is it that they are doing this? Okay, the main crux underneath it is it comes down to personal worth, and it comes down to the thoughts that they're thinking in their head of, will this person still like me? Again, that goes back to worth. I'm only worthy if they like me. And so many um, overhelpers and people pleasers have just a slew of comments in their mind from people in their lives. What would my mother think if she knew that I was behaving this way? Um, like not helping enough. Grandma would roll over in her grave. All of our families have these little statements and expectations um, for the entire family and the way that everyone behaves. And they're all sitting there in our heads and they're supposed to guide us to be proper people. Um, however, if your entire family is a people pleaser or an overhelper, um, that was ingrained in you and you're not going to know that those aren't the right things. And so it can be really hard to disentangle from it. Overhelpers can think that they're letting someone down. Overhelpers can think, if I don't do this, I'm selfish. They can think they won't like me anymore. Oh, I already said that one. That's okay. Um, and they can just wonder, what will other people think of me if I don't follow through on this? And so all these things are swirl swirling around in their minds. And, I mean, you can get in a panic trying to make sure that you're doing the right thing. People people literally have panic attacks over this and people literally um, derail their entire day because they've made a choice and then they second-guess their choice all day and rob themselves of their power, okay? And so that's that's just a snippet of what is behind why a person really feels compelled to people please or overhelp. So congratulations, you just learned some of the origins of that. So back to my original statement, um, how under helping others can help yourself into happiness. Um, and then the crux of that is whose responsibility is this anyway? Always be asking yourself whose responsibility is this? So in the moment, there's another adult talking to you and they're not being clear on what they're saying. And it sounds like they're hoping that you're just going to fill in the blanks. And, and, and in that moment, most people would say, oh, did you mean this to clarify? Um, but it's okay to say, you know what? Is it their responsibility right now to be explaining to me what they mean? And if the answer to that is yes, you can just be quiet and sit in the silence and wait for them to finish filling in their answer. Whose responsibility is this anyway? If it is another adult and it has anything to do with their chores or their medical processes, where they live, their job, 
or any other kind of adult standard responsibility, it's their job, not yours. You do not have to help them make that happen. Now, in dating relationships and marriages, people do things together to support one another. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a person who shies away, the person who doesn't see their own light, shies away from having to do it themselves and hopes that someone else will step in. And that might be so embedded in them that they would never even recognize that it's happening. And they could be deeply offended if you're bringing that up to them because they don't see that as part of themselves. And it can be very subtle in the ways that they've learned to get others to help them and give away their responsibility, even though in other areas they may be very, very responsible. Um, and so being direct with them and talking to them about it may not be effective because there's a certain layer of learning that they have to do first before they're going to be able to hear any message. So you're not responsible for helping them understand the lessons that you're learning from me right now. You're responsible for you. You're responsible for you no longer overhelping so that you have the energy for yourself to be happy. In other situations, even deciding who's in charge of taking care of the money could be part of overhelping. That's a very common situation for someone to be approached and say, you know, I'm, I'm in this bind, I'm in this situation, or there's um, this opportunity that I want to go down this path. And can you pay for this, give me the money, buy this for me, invest in this with me, give me the money so I can invest in it, like pay this bill for me because I am broke right now. Whatever the situation is, it you do not always need to help that person with that situation. Um, there are many situations where the person is completely embarrassed and usually is very responsible and manages their money well, and it, it, they just didn't make it that month. And there's other situations where, you know what, someone else will just take care of it for me. It always works out. I, I always have these three or four people that I can rotate through that will end up giving me the money that I need. So it's okay if I go get this tattoo or buy this item that frankly is not in my budget because then I can't afford food or rent or some other, you know, basic necessity of life. You are not required to save that person from their bad choices. And yes, they may not learn their lesson, but now their rotational list of four people that they call on has now reduced to three. It is their responsibility to go through the hardship and be an adult and understand their own finances in a way that they can take control of their own money. Um, and yet again, it can be very, very hard to watch a person do that. But part of taking care of your own money is um, taking responsibility for all the messes that you've made and going through the processes that you need to go through to make those messes go away and to kind of take your lumps with whatever the system doles out. And if that means bankruptcy or, you know, I can't think of anything else right now. I know that's not very creative of me, but whatever. Um, they just kind of have to 
take the consequences of their situation to learn how to do it differently once they fixed it. And through the process of fixing it themselves, they learn better how to manage it in the future. And I know I'm talking about money right now, but what I just said applies to every single situation in which an overhelper and a people pleaser wants to step in and save someone. They cannot learn their lessons if you are doing it for them. So how to tell the difference is to always be asking, whose responsibility is this anyway? You are responsible for you. You are responsible for the things in your house. And you are responsible for your children and pets. You are not responsible for the happiness of your partner. You are responsible for being present in your marriage or partnership and being available to them emotionally and to communicate with them your needs and um, to express your emotions and share your requests and your dreams and how you're going to have fun together. But it is not your responsibility to force them to grow. It's not your responsibility to entice them to do something to become a better human when they are not interested in that. It is not your responsibility to save other adults from their bad choices, the ones who live outside of your home, no matter how much you love them. They have to want to save themselves. And so, okay, this is a golden nugget that I learned in college um, when I was getting my social work degree. The professor said, and I actually don't remember which one it is, but maybe I heard it from more than one, don't work harder than your client. If you are working harder uh, than the person that you love about fixing their situation, you are being an overhelper. You are potentially being a people pleaser and wanting them to continue liking you. And if you slowly or uh, even abruptly back away from doing more work than them on their life, suddenly they have to take care of their own life. And then you can look at your own life and begin taking care of your own life. I hope that even introducing you to this concept of whose responsibility is this anyway has been useful for you. Um, because, man, when I learned that, it I kind of knew it because of my job, but it didn't get dug down deep into personal life things and some of the parts of work. And um, once I learned that, I was really able to piece things apart on a more fine level. And it really did help me make some decisions about where I was putting the energy in my life. And so I hope that it helps you in the same way. If you want to keep learning about people pleasing and overcoming, uh, you know, just helping others too much to the detriment of yourself, definitely go check out soulamplified.org. That is where you can watch my free webinar on overcoming people-pleasing. It definitely relates to your business world, and my free webinar does talk about that. At the end of the webinar, you'll have the opportunity to sign up and have a strategy session call with me to help understand how you can make your life better. So don't forget to like this if you enjoyed it and leave a review in iTunes if that's where you're listening to it on. 
um, and go check out the webinar on soulamplified.org. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.